Welcome to the Life, Business and Stuff podcast. My name is Jose Ucar. I'm a marketing specialist, NLP master trainer, communication and public speaking coach, entrepreneur and business owner. I decided to create this podcast as an opportunity for me to connect with amazing individuals while sharing tips, insights, anecdotes, and most importantly, laughter in the process. As you begin to listen, you will realize that I either fly solo or have friendly conversations with my guests about anything really. And you might wonder, what's in it for you? Well, mainly an opportunity to disconnect from your day-to-day and to connect with me and my guests. From there, anything that you want to take away, learn and apply to your life. Behind everything we do, there can be a learning opportunity if we so choose. So my question to you is, what are you going to learn today? I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to episode 24 of the Life, Business and Stuff podcast with Jose Ucar. And you are not going to believe who I'm going to be speaking to today. Never thought I would be speaking to this gentleman and what he's pulled off recently, which is amazing. So we've got plenty to go at during this episode. And I'm going to pass on the mic to the one and only Nishit Shah. Nishit, it is a pleasure to have you here. I'm sure I'm still mispronouncing your name a little bit, which it happens and it's not intentional. So I'm putting it out there. Over to you, buddy, to intro yourself. And then, you know, let's explore all of the things that you've been up to recently without giving too much away to the audience yet. Over to you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Jose. I think you're pronouncing my name as good as uh, anyone can be. So I think that's perfectly fine. But thank you so much for having me here. It's really excited to uh, speak with you. I still remember the first message I got from you on my WhatsApp uh of getting in touch and and really connecting and it's been a long journey so really great uh just to tell you a little bit about myself uh well i'm nishit shah i am founder of thought labs and i'm mainly i'm a master trainer of nlp and so i run nlp programs and retreats around the world uh uh, retreats not so much in the last one and a half years, uh, but hopefully <laughs> soon. Uh, so online NLP programs around the world. And uh, I'm a co-founder of the NLP conference and global summit uh, that we have yearly. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a certified and professional mountaineer. Uh, and one of my uh, dream is to climb Everest, which was supposed to happen in the next two, three years, but now God knows based, because things have been delayed. Uh, but it's uh, exciting. Wow, what an introduction. There we go. Well, we met, I think we met because of the NLP Summit, and that's when we started speaking, right? So it's been, it's been a beautiful journey. Nishid has got many things under his belt in terms of you know, what he's done and what he does. And, uh, well, we, we may speak about this as well. I'm super curious about those retreats that you do because that is something I would like to do as well and maybe join you in one or two of them. So we'll speak about it if we can today, maybe later, because what I'm super interested in for this episode of the podcast 
is what you mentioned about climbing Everest, because it's not, you know, I don't come across people like you on a regular basis. Yeah, I want to climb Everest. I see, you know, I'm, I'm going to just go and run by the river for half an hour. It's, it's very different. And Nishi, you recently did something. So you attempt, there was an attempt or a training session, right? To, for, for training, practicing for Everest. You know what? Over to you. Tell me a little bit about the story. First of all, I'm curious, why climbing Everest? Yeah. So that's the first one. Why? And then tell us a little bit about the preparation and what you've been going through, because there is there are different elements on that preparation, but also the mental side of things, right? The mindset, resilience, recovery, all of the above. Over to you. Take it away. Brilliant. So let's start with first question, why Everest? That's actually quite a uh, funny story, and it might not be the motivation uh, for a lot of people to climb. But I've, uh, I've always been, sorry, just my apologies. Uh, I've always been, uh, uh, as a child, I wanted to become an astronaut. And that's been my dream. Uh, and I worked towards it. And that's something I, I, I thought I'm going to uh, really work towards and get there. Uh, but whatever uh, reasons uh, happened, things happened, and I couldn't, I couldn't pursue that and go in that direction. Uh, there were so many different factors. Uh, but a part of the motivation to climb Everest comes from there because my motivation to be astronaut was to look at the planet from a different perspective, to be really on top and just just see uh, see the sunrise uh, from the space and all of those things. And that that was like, you know, that's that's the thing I want to be able to do to see things from a different perspective and. Uh, I guess uh, I've heard stories. A lot of other astronauts say that when you when you see the whole planet Earth from a different perspective, it changes you. It 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 changes the way you see things because all the mundane things become so insignificant. And I really wanted to experience that, uh, but because I couldn't, uh, was the next best thing. The next best. Okay, let's go as high as I, I can <laughs> to to see the planet as best as I can. And that's where the uh, motivation of Everest came but it also it also comes from the place that I started climbing I think about 10 years back and every time I've climbed I mean I've, I've been in a situation where I thought I couldn't make it uh, once or twice it was life-threatening uh, and every time I pulled it off I mean uh, and every time I learned something new about myself because I thought I wouldn't be able to do it I couldn't do it I wouldn't make it and yet I'm sitting here having this conversation with you and that's to me gives me the experience that you know as humans we're always capable of more than we think we are uh and and for me mountaineering is one of those ways to expand my capability where i where i'm challenged uh, and you have no idea how often i'm challenged and i'm not supposed to it's just something that happens and and uh, there's there's always so much to do, learn from there and that's mm. that's where the whole this thing uh the what say hobby or passion for mountaineering or climbing comes from uh, 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 this training specifically was uh, was a step towards everest uh, just so that i can i can understand the technical know-hows of altitude and really train myself uh, if things go wrong if things go bad am i capable to really just survive and really uh, uh, 
you know, get through it, get to the summit. Mm. And, and that's what this training was about. Funnily, this training itself became the question of survival uh, because we, we, we were sort of caught up uh, in a snow blizzard for like six days. And this, wow. this felt like more, at least not that I've climbed Everest, but it, in my head, it seems like this was more challenging actually climbing Everest. Six days. Wow. Yeah. And how, well, I can only, well, I cannot imagine. So I wouldn't say I can only imagine wouldn't fit here. How high did you climb this time? Uh, so the summit was at the height of 5,300 meters. Wow. Yeah, but the summit day was only just like one day. Rest of the time we were at base camp because well, uh, we were in snowstorm and there was a lot going on. So we had to make an attempt to summit only on the last day. And thankfully, things were a bit better and clearer. Uh, so we were able to get to the summit of the peak that we wanted to climb on the last day. Fantastic, fantastic, Nishit. Six days. So um, I'm wondering what went through your mind during those six days? Because you couldn't move. You couldn't leave the, your, your camp, could you? I mean, if there was, so there were a whole bunch of us there, right? And if I wanted to leave alone, I couldn't because it's not a great idea to leave alone <laughs> uh, uh, by myself. But I guess, I guess it, was, it was just one of those things that the first day we were actually quite excited because it, uh, it, was, it was one of those we didn't expect it to go for six days. So the first day was like, okay, one hour of heavy snowfall. It's exciting, fresh snow. It's great. Everyone was like laughing and having fun and, uh, uh, and really enjoying the snow. Uh, also coming from the place that in India, we don't get to see a lot of snow. So, mm. you know, when you, when you experience snowfall, it's new and exciting. And so that was really great. Uh, and we thought it was, it's just going to be for a couple of hours and then we get to play in the snow and throw snowballs at each other. So it was really exciting. We didn't really, the thought of leaving never occurred to us at all. Uh, and that two hours became three hours and four hours and it just went on. And then slowly the thought, thoughts started to come. Maybe it's just a bad day. You know, sometimes you get bad days in the mountain and it's just something that's there and you can't do anything about it. And so the first day passed and then the next day we got a little bit of sunshine. So we're like, okay, that was it. We had one bad day and moved on. And then it kind of started snowing again. Oh, and then this time it's just wouldn't stop and it was heavy and it was harsh and there was high winds and we had the wind chill factor. So at one point we measured the temperature to minus 17 degrees and then it started to get real now it, it's almost like the reality is starting to sink in we can't really live in this this idea that it's just going to be snowing for a while so then uh the second night is when it started got getting really crazy because because of the heavy snow we had to keep digging the tents because otherwise tents would get buried in the snow so we couldn't really sleep so every two hours we had to wake up take the shovel remove the snow uh go to sleep for like two hours then again wake up take the shovel remove the snow uh, just so that we don't wake up with buried under under the snow, and so at that altitude, uh, everything in itself is tiring. Everything is heavy and everything is difficult. And then not getting sleep, uh, that was that was worse because we just 
uh, sleep is something that allows us to heal, take rest, and but we just we just couldn't sleep for more than two three hours because we had to just keep removing the snow, and that became difficult. Then the cold started kicking in. Uh, things, uh, I mean, there are some of the things I, I can't even mention, but things started getting really difficult uh, after that because uh, not having enough sleep, but we still had to keep moving because otherwise. Uh, we would get hypothermia because mm. of the cold and the snow so which means that we still had to wake up at five in the morning and continue with our exercises continue with our drills that we are supposed to do uh eating food was such a fun exercise because food would get cold in literally one minute and then it's just not fun to eat uh cold food and we would lose appetite but we still had to eat because it's important to eat sure uh the water because uh, we had to wash uh, wash the mestine or the vessels that, that we have uh, after eating food just to maintain the hygiene because uh, and then the water would get really cold and because of there was so much snow so the water is usually flowing right and there's so much snow so it was it became like a cliff uh, to get to the water and there was always this risk that we might slip in the water and then again the risk of hypothermia wow. uh, or whether tap so we'd fixed a tap and 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 so practically we had to live with wearing all the five six layers of clothes and then wearing our crampons and everything and then five o'clock in the morning it was like imagine you have to go to the water uh it's freezing cold it's dark and we could <laughs> and we had to make sure that we don't slip into it so we created this buddy system just so that if one person slips into it the other person can notify that hey something's happened and uh and and then just it just it was just crazy so after i think second or third day that's when all of us started to think that okay this isn't making sense it doesn't make sense for us to be here uh but because it was snowing so heavily we couldn't even go back because it's dangerous to uh uh descend descend is always difficult it's really dangerous to descend and uh and so we just had to be there and then uh the existential question starts kicking in and so we are all going like why the hell are we doing this it doesn't even make sense it's just climbing what's the purpose to this it doesn't i mean what's why are we even doing this it just doesn't make sense why go through this pain and suffering and and all of that the funny thing is that when we started in in my head at least it was like you know this is 10 12 13 days expedition it'll be fun climbing will be great and we'll learn we get to learn a lot because there were so many training drills uh, so much of training that we had to go through and then all of this started happening in my head like okay no few days this is just going to be few days and get done after a while we were like okay let's just get through today today after a while we were like you know what let's just get through till lunch we'll see what happens after lunch later we're just going to get through till uh till lunch and uh and so eventually it just became smaller and smaller chunk there was a time when we would just go like you know what that's it we're just going to be present see what happens next whatever happens whatever happens next uh and then the news came so we had satellite phone and then the news came that the covid cases in india are really rising so we couldn't stay there anymore because in that condition if someone caught something from somewhere 
it would be very dangerous so we had mm. to go down so then we like you know what we're going to attempt for the summit and then descend uh and then we descended quite a big distance like 3000 meters in a day uh, long it was a long like the whole day and it was snowing and raining and there was hailstorm and we were drenched and i would have fallen down at least two or three times because of slippery and uh that's where all my uh, injuries happened uh but to reach back safely that was great to be able to take hot water shower that was absolutely like amazing mind blowing uh yeah and then the first thing we see because we didn't have network so we uh, put on the phone and the first thing we see is that suddenly there are like 300000 cases of covid in india and like okay what happened <laughs> we were just gone for like 2 3 weeks what changed how did suddenly all of this happen and that was like okay we're not back in the same world and we're suddenly under lockdown and we have to find a way to go back home and there was like a whole whole set of new challenges uh, suddenly all of us were worried because well we didn't know how our family members were we didn't know there were so many covid cases suddenly rising up a new variant of covid and it was yeah it was it was roller coaster and in those in those moments it's just i would still i still ask the question i don't know why then makes and why go through this pain and suffering but i see the i see the point now because now when i'm back i i feel like it's a yeah it's taught me a lot and it's a whole different experience uh, to be in Nishit what a story you told me a little bit before and i think that's one of the reasons why we decided to to do the podcast for you to share your story wow you took me on a journey i went i went all the way until that shower and that shower felt really nice <laughs> buddy that was i mean survival right it was was yeah it was i mean at no point it was at no point it was life threatening it was mm. just it was just physically and mentally and emotionally draining because we couldn't sleep for like five six nights properly we had to wake up and we do all these activities and then suddenly uh, when you're on the glacier it was cold negative temperature and suddenly sun would show up and it's like beating sun and uh, but you're on so it's almost like your head is literally sweating because the sun's beating down and there's a sudden change in temperature uh, but you're feet is really cold because you're on a glacier <laughs> and 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 then it's it just and it it takes the toll we i mean i got dehydrated and uh yeah just it was mentally draining and every moment was i felt like physical and mental torture emotional torture uh, no wonder no wonder why you've been recovering for what two three weeks now yes three weeks and nishit having had that time to recover in whatever ways you recovered now speaking to me here what what would you say are the three takeaways from that experience so so <laughs> it's a great question um take take hot showers hot showers are the best yeah <laughs> yeah look at the weather before going to the mountains perhaps <laughs> uh make sure you check the weather report uh so 
if i were to i mean i haven't fully processed this experience i mean there was a lot that happened mm. uh if it was just this experience was different but i think the the big surprise or the shock was that coming back from this experience so one of the things that that really helped us or me get through this experience was this idea because i kept telling this to myself that when i get back i'm going to i'm going to have this really amazing hot water shower and i'm going to have this pizza oh this this one pizza that i really love and i'm going to have that pizza as soon as i get back and and you know i'm going to i'm going to go for this amazing massage i mean that's going to be so great uh to have that so those are the things that i kept thinking for the two weeks those are the things that kept me going uh and then it it was a bit of it was a bit of shock to come back and suddenly realize that we are in the lockdown and none of those things are possible none of those things are open and that was that was like a it's it's i don't know how best to express it, it was like you know coming from this really challenging situation and you kind of find this hope that it's over uh and you're back to this normal world and then it, it that that hope lasted for like 10 minutes till we switched on our phone and got the network and realized that oh so it's not all over yet uh but i for some reason i don't know where it where it came from but i from this overall experience uh being there coming back in the lockdown i kind of got a different sense of clarity it's almost like i suddenly knew that what was important for me uh it's i i i mean i always thought that i had clarity but if this was there was something different where i just knew how exactly i wanted to live my life what exactly i wanted to do and how i wanted to spend my time and what are the things that i didn't want to spend my time with uh what are the things i didn't want to do and it was surprising because it's not something i consciously thought about there it's not something i consciously went like that my life is going to end and these other things because i never there was no point that it was life threatening like i said it was just uh, challenging mm. uh so no point i consciously thought about it but it was almost like when i came back it just it was just there uh the clarity was just it just came out of out of this experience and i guess i guess so, so my one of my takeaways would be that sometimes it's just these experiences they are the best coaches for you they are the best teachers uh for you uh and uh stuff just comes from this these experiences and and there's no logic to it mm. and i i i i'm a i'm a big believer of the fact that a lot of this learning were already already there within me uh these experiences and these resources this clarity it's not that it wasn't there but sort of this experience kind of just brought it up and it uncovered and it i became aware of this this clarity and uh i think that that was big takeaway that if if i can allow myself to learn from experiences i don't have to go to life threatening experiences to learn right i don't want <laughs> okay. i don't want to do that uh but if i am just allowing myself to learn from any kind of experience any experience that happened it could be as simple as you know just spending 5 minutes 
on reflecting on us having this conversation after this after mm. this conversation this is also a great experience this is for me for me you asking this question and having me here has created this profound space of reflection and i'm yeah. reflecting in a way that i didn't and that that there's certainly value and then there's certainly learning in that and uh, and, and so i guess if i can just allow myself to have these sort of learning from any experiences i i guess i guess i can have uh, amazing learning experiences from anything uh, i think that's that's one of the big takeaways uh and and yeah i still enjoy mountains i know how much <laughs> i miss it uh i, I definitely i definitely miss it uh i'd still like to go back there definitely check the weather first <laughs> i'll still go back <laughs> there so yeah <laughs> i guess that's that's another takeaway that i i don't think that anything challenging would uh would get me to step back i wouldn't okay. uh yeah it's, if at all i'm more excited that okay next time if i'm caught up in something like this now i have an experience to lean back on and i know i can predict what's going to happen uh i can see that i might not get sleep for next 5 6 7 days before i didn't know that and it was it was the thing that i wanted sleep and i was fighting with it but now i know that i might not get it and so which means i'm so much more prepared for it and uh, i think that's uh, that's something important to notice so maybe no matter what happens and no matter how challenging the experience gets i think it's always a gift hmm. and so even in a way i also see that being in this lockdown and this covid and it's really bad and it's it's really not a not a happy place to be in uh, but at at certain level it could it could also be a gift uh, in a way that i'm what can i learn from it and what am i getting out of it and what are some of the things that's coming out of this and that's maybe second uh, second takeaway and third takeaway is that don't rely on pizza <laughs> as a motivation you might not get it <laughs> Don't rely on pizza. That that is the deepest takeaway. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, Nishit. I feel like we can speak about this for hours and hours and hours. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, there is two things that are coming to mind. You kind of mentioned not to rely on pizza, and in a way that can be a good metaphor for life because you may want something you want to achieve that something and then it doesn't happen for different reasons because you can only control so much right so yes. i'm i'm going to leave that in the back burner maybe we go back to it because what i'm super interested you mentioned throughout the process of your learning and everything else that in a way my perception of it is that you have like a new perspective and you have like a consciously or unconsciously you've got this strategy to gain clarity in life. Yes. And then I personally would like to as an NLP master trainer and you know we we work with in NLP how then could I learn some of that strategy because I'm not a climber so I, I wouldn't go climbing or going through the same situation and yet in many occasions I'm looking for clarity. 
for clarity for my business, for my life, what I'm going to be doing with my relationships. You know, I, I like to have to gain clarity on a regular basis to see where I am, what's next, what is going to be my pizza, you know, what am I going to be pursuing? Yes. So I guess, you know, how within, and I don't know, I'm just thinking here, can even be one of the things for your retreats even, you know, it's just gaining clarity through your process. Yeah. So I don't know, this is not even a question. What, what do you think? I mean, if I look at the structure of it now, what's the underlying thing that gives me clarity? Uh, so there are, it actually comes from a lot of different places. Uh, I think one of the biggest places it comes from, it, it's, it's kind of like an away from structure uh, because when I was caught up in this uh, storm and in this experience, one of the things that I realized is that at 5,000 meters, this is okay. I mean, it's not okay, but it's not life-threatening. But if the same thing would have happened at maybe 7,000 meters uh, or when I'm climbing Everest, that could be life-threatening. And the question that I, I had was that am I prepared for that? And the answer was no, I'm not. I probably wouldn't have been, uh, I probably wouldn't make it or it would have been a real struggle at 7,000 meters. But I think that was that away from strategy uh, sort of gave me a clarity and a lot of different things. It, was, it, it came from a certain level of acceptance of where I am not ready or where, uh, I, I mean, quote unquote, where I had flaws or where I had to work really more. But I didn't really accept it earlier. I, in my head, I was always fit. And in my head, I was always ready to climb Everest. In my head, I was always like, if someone tells me tomorrow to climb Everest, I'll climb Everest. But I could see the flaw and I knew that I can't and I'm not ready and I'm not prepared. And that sort of worked as a metaphor and everywhere else in my life where I suddenly went like, now I have sudden acceptance of, okay, you know what? These are the things which I really need to work on. These are the things that aren't working for me. Uh, so a focus was on a lot on areas of improvement and a lot of away from strategy. Uh, and I sort of, uh, so that's one part of the structure. Uh, I guess the other part of the structure is, not I guess, I'm pretty sure the other part of the structure is having, uh, knowing how I wanted to experience life. Uh, so it sort of closely relates to value, uh, not not really the things that I want to do because that could change. Like I can't eat pizza right in the <laughs> lockdown, so that could change. That's behavior. But at the level of value, I know that I I want to experience some of these values more and more. And going back to the point one, I realized that I wasn't I wasn't doing that. And the moment I accepted it that I wasn't doing that, and I kind of committed to the fact that this is the sort of experiences I want to have more and more. Uh, so I want to have more experience of growth. I want to have more experience of moving out of comfort zone where I can challenge myself. Uh, and the moment I, I sort of realized that that, I think, gave me clarity in terms of the actions and in terms of the behavior. And then I sort of, uh, I think it came from the place of this clarity 
that I knew exactly what I needed to do at a behavioral, at the action, uh, action level. Uh, and I was just super clear that it's almost like, it's almost like when these, when I committed to this and when I had an acceptance of a lot of things that I really needed to work on, the fogginess of the path kind of just disappeared and the path became really clear in terms of the action that I, I need to, I need to take. Uh, also, also it sort of worked like a metaphor because a uh, metaphor for my vision, because my vision is sort of Everest. I mean, literally it's climbing Everest, but also metaphoric, metaphorically it's climbing Everest with the things that I want to do outside of mountaineering. Like I want to, uh, I want to build this platform and I want to really bring a whole lot of community together. And that's sort of like an Everest. And that also uh, gave me clarity uh, when I kind of just connect the two experiences. I don't know if that answers. Uh... Look, I think people listening to this will take their own message because I've taken a super message and to me what stood out the most was acceptance of my flaws recognizing those things because I'm going to generalize here I think as human beings we like to well even though we like to focus on the negative on many occasions we also you know we don't want to accept some of those things that we are not doing or that you know that we need to work on because that means work and then we decide to carry on doing what we're doing because it's kind of working. And then we are, oh, we live in these kind of things, you know, behind uh, that become a burden. And speaking, for example, on uh, about business, that you get to a certain level and then you know that to get to the next level or something happens, you don't have that clarity. And most likely it's because you have got a few things that you have to accept that you are not very good at. You may need to ask for help. You may need to be vulnerable and say, look, uh, yeah, I messed up or I'm not very good at this yet. So there is room for improvement. And I like it because as you were telling your story, Nishit, I'm thinking, yes, if I recognize that I, I still have got, you know, I'm in, in a group of people in a room and I'm not the best speaker. And I put myself in that situation. So what do I need to learn? You know, what, what can I learn? What, what other abilities, skills I need? And then yeah, it's just like that fog dissipates. It's just, yeah, this is what you need. You can learn this. You can learn that. You can start modeling people because you open up to the, to the possibility. Then you learn from them instead of actually feeling a threat. So I adapted all your message, all of your message to my situations. And I think the audience can do the same with everything that you shared. Yes. So it's been, it's been super powerful. Brother, yes. Uh, I even saw a process for, yeah, I mean, for businesses, you know, gaining clarity, gaining clarity in life, gaining clarity in business. What are all those elements that, you know, we are kind of, we don't want to admit, we don't want to deal with because, you know, we put yeah. them under the rug a little bit. Yeah, come on. I mean, we know we have to do them and those can, you know, give you clarity, direction and realizing. And then, you know, probably mm -hmm. your, your pizza mm -hmm. or your cheese has moved and now it's changed. And then, you yes. know, whoa, okay. I guess I'll just add one other thing that is an important element of this that I think, uh, well, it's important to share 
and I know sometimes that this requires a leap of faith, uh, but uh, uh, I think what was also important for me to realize is that a lot of the last few months have been chasing clarity. Like I needed to figure it out. I needed to really get my answers. And I kind of sort of realized that it's great to kind of have that drive to move towards something. Uh, but instead of chasing that, if I just allowed myself to have that clarity, uh, and that's why I say it's a leap of faith. Uh, sometimes it, it does take a leap of faith to uh, allow yourself to know that it's there and just allow it to emerge on its own. Uh, I think, I think so shifting from chasing to allowing, uh, that, that also made a huge, cause I didn't, I didn't consciously think about any of these things. It's just stuff that happened on its own. It just emerged. Uh, these experiences could be the trigger. Yes. Uh, but I think, uh, the trigger could be anything. Uh, but often till I was chasing clarity, I didn't really allow it to emerge. It came in a way for me to get that clarity. It's sort of like catch 22, right? The more I chase getting clarity, the more it doesn't come. Yes, buddy. And now, you know, the question that emerged is in what other areas of your life can you apply that strategy successfully? Because I, I just thought, you know, money could be one for me because, you know, as a, as a business owner chasing it instead of allowing it, taking that leap of faith and allowing it to just come through the, the work, through the acceptance of the things you know, I'm working on. Wow, plenty of food for thought, Nishit. Fantastic. The funny thing is, I never thought about this in terms of money, and that's, that's an amazing insight. It makes so much sense. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So another question for you, for me, for the audience is, you know, what are we chasing in life that instead we could allow to emerge? Or what was the word you used? Yeah, it, yeah exactly. I mean, allow it or enable it or yeah, let it, let it, let it come out, whatever yeah. the, the, the language can be for the person. Huh. Yeah, it's to know that it's there. It's there. It is there. Wow, buddy. Thank you so much. Look, I think we're going to need like a, another podcast or two or three more episodes to carry on speaking about these things. There is so much knowledge coming from this conversation and things to, to think about. Okay. Well, Nishit, you know, at the moment, I'm just thinking, what, what are you going to be doing next? I would like to ask you, what is your, your next pizza? What is my next pizza? That's a great question. It's something uh, uh, I have uh, I've thought about a lot. Uh, so are you asking specifically in terms of life or in terms of mountaineering? Uh, that's, next that's, climb? That's the beauty of the pizza analogy, whatever that is for you now. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, the next pizza is... Uh, the, uh, I've been I've been working on this platform specifically uh, for NLP and personal growth and so on. Uh, it's been quite a while and it's been a lot of work. 
and it still continues to uh, be a work but i think that's going to be my next pizza uh, it's a great place for everyone to come together and 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 learn and grow uh, and i'm really excited about it i'm really uh, uh, and uh, and uh, i'm i i mean uh, i was supposed to be in the mountains again now uh, i was supposed to run my nlp retreat that i run in the himalayas and because of the covid we we kind of postponed uh, this retreat and the next one so now we're going to have the next year i definitely see that as the next pizza because those are the retreats that i'm really excited about and they are the most amazing experience sort of the uh, similar experience to learn and grow from but more structured way of learning uh, and that's great and i'm i'm looking forward to doing uh, some of more climbs uh that eventually leads me to everest and that's also good pizza to have but definitely this time making sure uh to check the weather conditions before i order the pizza <laughs> so the the pizza gets delivered <laughs> yes absolutely fantastic i'm loving this uh okay niche it Where can people find you? People, the audience listening to this, listening to you, they say, wow, I mean, what an inspiration or what an interesting guy. I want to connect with Nishit. I want to join, um, well, one of your NLP programs, retreats. Where do they go? I guess the easiest way right now is to just connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. Uh, uh, if you can, you can find me uh, under the handle Shah underscore Nishit. So that's S H A H underscore N I S H I T H. That's on Instagram and on LinkedIn. If you can just for Nishit Shah NLP, and you'll you'll find me. That's the easiest way. And then just say hi to me and connect, and uh, I'll be happy to stay connected and share more details or stories or whatever you like to know. Fantastic. Well, I'll ask you for those to drop them uh, on an email for me, and then I can add them to the to the sort of description of the episode. Nishit, a very important question for the two of us and for the show and for listeners as well. What are we going to call this episode? Dun, 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 dun. Finding your pizza. Finding finding <laughs> your pizza. There we go. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. Finding your pizza, okay? So we're going for that one. Cool. Yeah. Niche That's it, a funny yeah. one, but if you wanna, if you wanna go for more profound one, then you can think about something else. Uh, it's okay. Pizza, so. Look, I mean, it is, it is your episode, really. So finding your pizza, finding your pizza, it is, and it it may not sound that profound. There are many people that love pizza, so let's see what goes underneath as well. So you know, they can go get curious if they want to. I'm yeah. speaking to you, audience. Yeah. And uh, okay, Nishit, we're going to wrap up. We're going to say goodbye. So one last thing you would like to share with the audience before we say goodbye. Uh, I guess the, the essence of all of this experience is that, uh, you know, allow, allow yourself, I mean, know that whatever you want to experience in life it's there and allow yourself to experience it and uh, any experience that you have good or bad or right or wrong it's, it's it's always a gift and when you 
start seeing it as a gift a lot of things can emerge from this so maybe uh, maybe you don't have to take a whole leap of faith maybe just run this as a thought experiment for a week and 10 days week or 10 days and see what happens and maybe you have a uh, you have a different perspective on life that's my message there we go a and very go powerful and, go and order go. your pizza exactly and go and order your pizza you like that one didn't you <laughs> yes <laughs> fantastic well nishit it's been a pleasure to have you on the show Thank you very much. Lovely audience. Connect with Nishit. Listen to this episode a few times because there they are, you know, you're going to be taking different messages as you listen to Nishit's words and his strategy. As I said, connect with him. And wow, his programs, his NLP programs are something to consider. So I'll leave that entirely up to you. Thank you again, Nishit. Goodbye, buddy. Thank and you. I'll see you very soon. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Jose. Thank you for having me here. It's been a pleasure for me as well. Thank you. Take care, buddy. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, lovely audience. Thank you for listening today. I invite you to subscribe to the show on Anchor FM, Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcast. And if you wish, leave a review and share the show with your work colleagues, friends, and family. If you're curious about what I do, you can visit my website www.finding-excellence.com You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook. Keep in touch and stay tuned for new episodes. Wish you the very best.